Hey community, I want to take a minute and personally invite you to the Worship Innovators Conference taking place this year in Chicago, October 2 and 3. This entire conference is about bringing together innovators to provide practical training for worship leaders. Think of it as two days of worship boot camp where you learn all the practical things a worship leader needs to know about a Sunday morning, how to lead a band rehearsal, how to schedule people, how to find new volunteers, how to write a chord chart, how to use multi-tracks, how to sync your lyrics and lighting with your tracks. On and on and on, we have a lot of practical training where you're going to learn how to implement technology at your church. We are partnering with the leading worship resources, CCLI, Planning Center, Onsong, Sweetwater, Worship Tutorials, Worship Tools, Sunday Sounds, Praise Charts, to bring you practical training for worship. Tickets are on sale now. Make sure you register because there's limited space available. General admission tickets are $150, or if you bring four or more people, you can get tickets for $120. There's limited space, so make sure you get your tickets now. You do not want to miss this one-of-a-kind worship conference. Practical training for your entire worship team. October 2 and 3, go to worshipinnovators.com. I hope to meet you there. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com and the host of the Loop Live show. Today, we have a really special guest. We've got Chris Davenport, excellent musician, excellent worship songwriter. He's written, he's been on songs like Hymn of Heaven, Another in the Fire, His Name is Jesus, Plead the Blood. The list goes on and on, and I'm looking forward to talking with him about songwriting and uh, music in the church, all sorts of things. It's going to be a great conversation. So let's go ahead and bring in Chris Davenport. What's up, Chris? Hey, how are you? Man, thanks for joining on this show. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. So we were just talking before this that you're living in Franklin, Tennessee, coming from the West Coast. And yep. uh, how, how, how has that been treating you? You're in like music world. You're in songwriter yes. heaven. <laughs> Has that made it a lot easier yeah. to write songs? Um, I I guess so. I mean, we um, so much of like the writing that I do has always been really built around just kind of personal friendships and relationships that I've really tried to invest into. And so, I think for us, like the advantage of being here is having like um, the space like just the physical space and the margin, you know, um, to make more room for songs and for writing and stuff like that. And and so many people that we work with consistently um, just travel through Nashville all the time. So it's just like, yeah, it solves a litany of like um, little uh, logistical challenges in order to get into the same room with people. So it's been, it's been yeah. it's been a great time so far. Yeah. I think that's what I would love about living there is just being able to write with people. It's just a lot easier. You're not writing over Skype or like Zoom. Right. Or, um, you know, and it's just, everyone's just there. So what is your, so you're a songwriter. Are you also a worship leader? Do, do you actually like lead worship? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that that's kind of like um, how I... I first kind of got involved in serving in the local church playing, um, playing guitar. Um, and then 
after I kind of did that for a while, slowly got more and more comfortable with the idea of singing as well. And so I've, I've been kind of leading worship in, in one form or another, um, yeah, since I was a teenager. So, And how did I, that I get it. started? How did that get started? Like, is there someone that like really inspired you or taught you or came beside you and mentored you? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to have, you know, um, I was fortunate enough to be raised in church, you know, like I don't have like a, you know, like a, one of those yeah, wild knockdown drag out testimonies. I'm really proud of the fact like that I, I grew up in church, you know, yeah. I've, I had parents who loved the Lord and yeah, um, wanted to raise their kids in church. And so I got raised up in youth group, you know, like, and had youth leaders who were musicians and, um, and worship leaders who saw, who, who saw me and believed in me and gave me yeah. opportunities. And, um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, I kind of, um, music and, uh, my faith have always like walked, kind of walked hand in hand for as long as I can remember, because that's, it's, it's come like it's always come with like an outworking and a function that takes place in the context of the local church, you know? And so, and especially always being fortunate enough to, um, no matter where I've been, like no matter where I've kind of called my home church, always been in a place that's championed songwriting as well, you know? And, um, and so I think that that's been, that's been one of those things that I think you just, you're so grateful for, having pastors and leaders who see the value in that, you know, and yeah. I think that, you know, that's not necessarily the case, always the case. And so I, I think having always had that, that sort of um, wind, you know, in the sails um, b- behind that gift, I think that that's been something that's always really helped me grow and thrive and, mm-hmm. and just because, you know, become more and more secure in that kind of gifting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, I feel like exactly have, like I have the same story. It's amazing how much happens in like middle school youth group. (laughs) If you're surrounded by other musicians and people who like see something in you and then just come alongside you and help you out. um, Right. That was my story too. Same thing. I'm sure a ton of worship leaders who are watching this, um, I think it's a good reminder for us to like remember to, to remember like who can we see now like who's like a seventh grader or yeah. a sixth grader now that we can pour into because like literally those people I think back to who those people were and they like changed the course of my life and I'm sure you totally. could probably think the same thing and like we need to be able to like pour that you know kind of give that back I think yeah and I mean I think that um, someone told me one time that uh, you know you can think about church on, you can think about church in a week to week context, or you can think about it in a generation to generation context. And how do you, how would you lead? How would you serve? How would you Mm -hmm. contribute? If you were thinking, if you were really considering that, like you're shaping the next generation of followers of Jesus and servants to churches. And, and I think that when you, when that becomes, the approach and the measure that you're kind of using it changes the way that you know you invest into people it changes the way that you um 
the risks that you're willing to take, you know, like, and uh, it, it changes the way you handle failure. It changes the way that you handle success. You know, it's, it just puts everything in such like a kingdom context. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I try to make sure I've always just got someone in my, in, on my mind that I'm thinking about, you know, and that they are, I, I'm open, I'm doing what I can to be a, a door, a, like a, like a door holder for them. And, yeah. and, yeah. um, and so I think that's a huge part of what we do as worship leaders. Yeah. So how did you get started with Hillsong? Like how did that connection ever happen? I, um, am a high school dropout and, um, I, you know, just wanted to do the music thing and I really dislike school. And so I made a deal with my parents to, um, drop out, but to, uh, get my like high school, like equivalency and then, um, started doing music and kind of that's around that time is when I discovered United and, um, and someone just gave me the album. They thought that I would enjoy it. And then we started doing the songs in youth group and I just kind of went down the proverbial, you know, rabbit hole. And, uh, and then when I found out that they had a ministry school, um, and, you know, not really, not really feeling like I had a handle on what I wanted to do long-term, but feeling like there was maybe an open door to something that was kind of like where a lot of areas of passion in my life were sort of converging, you know, mm -hmm. and, it, and with ministry and music and, um, you know, and so I, you know, uh, packed up my things and moved over to Australia and did Bible college there for, for three years. And, you know, just kind of one of the things that was really highly encouraged being there was just like, you know, make this while you're here, make this, make this your home church and get involved, you know, and serve. And, um, and so that was, I just kind of got connected, um, serving on the production team and, um, you know, just sort of through, uh, over the course of, you know, months and years, just sort of more and more sort of found my place on, on that team. And, and yeah. The, the rest is history, I suppose. Yeah, right. And you've been on so many songs. I'm sure worship leaders, if they look down at the record chart, you know, they see your name on so many songs that they're singing. I said a few of them earlier, like Hymn of Heaven, Another in the Fire, Plead the Blood. I mean, what is it like to be on all these massive songs? What does it feel like? Um, I mean, it's kind of like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of, sort of the paradox of, of the kingdom, you know, like I, mm -hmm. so there's a part of me that, um, there's a part of me that is just so blown away and shocked and just like, I can't believe this. This is so, this is just yeah. the kindness of God, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, and then there's another part of me that's like, yeah, this is what God's called me to do. This is exactly what should be happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it's kind of interesting to experience both of those things in real time, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and, and so I think for me, you know, 
the longer that I've been doing this, and also I think the longer that I've been doing it with a measure of, you know, success, I think that it's actually changed, you know, like, I think like what, what success looks like has changed a lot to me, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think the reality is, is that God, he breathes on the songs that he breathes on and that's his decision, you know, like, and that's, that's really it. I, I really, I have things that I think are cool or that I think are, would be powerful or that maybe minister to me right. or have a lot of personal kind of skin in the game, you know, like, but it's, it's the, where a song goes and the reach that it has and the people that it impacts, that's not my department, you know? Yeah. And so I think for yeah. me, it's writing has become much more of a, you know, I, I want to be a steward of the gift that God's, I feel like God's given me. And I want to be a steward of my voice and a steward of the opportunities that I have and, you know, not be like the servant who buried, um, what the master gave him, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to return it to the Lord and, um, having grown it, grown that gift. And, and so I think it's been awesome. I'm really, I, I just kind of keep picking my head up and being like, man, like I'm doing the things I'm standing in the prayers of yesterday, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And God's just been really faithful. And so we're just enjoying, enjoying the ride. Yeah. It's awesome. So what is your favorite way to write a song or like your typical writing process? And I know that like co-writing is like, obviously like a lot of those songs like were co-written. Right. Uh, Do you like, you know, I feel like you'd have to say yes to that. But like, do you do you like writing alone, or do you really prefer co-writing with people? Or yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I really struggled with co-writing initially, and I I didn't really like it. Um, and I think I felt I was I was very like precious about everything and very. Um, uh, kind of um, um, like almost prideful, you know, like with my ideas. And, and so I think um, I started trying to view co-write, like writing alone more as preparation for co-writing. And because I just think that God is very much into partnership and he's into collaboration like I think he blesses unity like I think that's very clear in scripture and so I think for me I started trying to go I want to always be prepared with an idea that I'm passionate about but I want to make sure that the people that I'm writing with are people that I share values with and not just faith values but just like life values you know and Mm -hmm. so I think um I'm not like necessarily the type of person who would say yes to anyone who's asking to write, you know, um, I take that, I I take that, you know, quite, um, seriously because I go, you know, like I want to, I want to get in the trenches with these people, you know, like I want to write real life songs with them. And so I think, um, I think the process for me often um, 
you know, we were talking, I was actually, we were having this conversation last night with a few people and, you know, talking about how, you know, we'll set up a time to write with someone and I'll kind of show up with like three different ideas normally, you know, mm-hmm. and one of them will basically just be a title just to see if it gets, you know, if it is, if yeah. there's something interesting there and one will be, you know, 30 or 40% done just in case, you know, like that's, that stirs something up. And then one will be like pretty much ready to go, you know, like just because yeah. sometimes people, you know, aren't feeling inspired, you know? And so I don't want them to feel like they've had a bad right because they, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to take the gap. And so I, I started trying to think of my, myself as having a little bit more of a utility style, like role, you know, as far as a writer goes, like yeah. being able to read the room, read the people that I'm writing with, see where there needs to be a little bit more strength and kind of take that gap. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think the majority of the writers that I have really come to esteem and like love and, and look up to are all the best co-writers. They're just champions mm-hmm. of other people's songs and they take yeah. good songs and make them great songs. Yeah. And so I think I, I saw that as a quality that I was like, man, I would really love to have that, that. Yeah. And so I kind of have, I've worked really hard to try and like, um, not always like feel like I've got to be like the hero, you know, like proving that yeah. I'm the best writer in the room as much as I'm going. I just want to do whatever needs to be done to make this the best song that it can be you yeah know? and um so you'll bring a song so, yeah. that's so maybe 98 you'll you'll bring a song that's maybe 98 percent done even 99 percent done and willingly just yeah. open hold it with open hands and be like hey you guys can come in on this song like i wrote this alone but i'm bringing yeah, in like i mean i think two other writers i think so i mean i think that uh, you know mm-hmm. pivoting back to the relationship side of things you know if you trust the people in the room that you're with you know, like, um, that's, that's an easy decision, you know, because that you are, you're working with people who, you know, that, um, they, they have the same end goals as you, you know, they have, um, the same, they, they have the same principles, you know, they do things with this, hopefully with this sim, a similar, um, measure of, excellence and quality, you know? And so I think that, um, someone told me one time to never have a songwriting poverty mentality and to feel like, um, feel like whatever idea you've got, like you've got to hold onto it with both hands and you've got to jam it onto someone's record. You know, like, I just think that that's a, it's just a, um, I, I would never say it's the wrong way to go about it. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm not into like lots of like, Oh, well this is right. And this is wrong. But I would say that I think there's, I think that the Jesus way of serving people is often very open-handed, very like not looking for credit, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and so I kind of try to take that approach with my writing, you know, and, and based on what the, artist or friend needs, you know, just try to serve that and yeah. come alongside them and, and help just help, 
you know, as much as I can. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, so where are you right now? Are you like in a writing room? Or it almost looks so like you have like my, sound panels at the top or something. No, this is we this house that we moved into in Nashville, we one of the major selling points was there's like a for reasons passing understanding, I guess, you know, just God's kindness, you know, there's a like a little old kind of chapel building on the property. And so we were able to, you know, clean it out and give it a little bit of TLC and turn it into a writing space, which I've never had like a dedicated writing space before. So it's a little surreal. Um, and it's nice cause it's, you know, just a quick little stroll across the yard to, yeah to, uh, to the spot, you know, and have people come over and they can stay at our house if they want to. And, yeah. um, and it's so, an actual, it's an actual chapel. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the, this is a, in front of me is a stained glass window. So <laughs> what so, was it actually a church? Like that was used at one point or I, we've actually reached out to the town like locally to yeah. figure out, like kind of get some information. Cause it's very like, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't really make any, any sense <laughs> why, why wow. it would be here. So, um, so I think That's we just wild. kind of, it was, a, I mean, for me, you know, I saw it and I was like, yeah, we should definitely do this. And my wife was like, do you want to look at the main house? And I was like, no, I'm good. Like this, yeah. <laughs> this, right. is, this is, yeah, good. If there's a church. There, I'm going to yeah, be happy. Awesome. Yeah. So. That's amazing. So, um, if you could go back and tell a young version of yourself, let's just say you're having coffee with like a young new worship leader, or maybe it's you, like when you were 15, you know, before all this stuff happened, what advice would you give for the road ahead? What would you say? Um, gosh, I would say, um, you don't have anything to prove and if you can find a way to anchor who you are, your identity to Jesus and not to what you do and not be mm -hmm. defined by what you do. You're going to, you're going to go as far as you want to and God's going to do everything that you like dream yeah. of him doing through you. Um, yeah, I would say you have everything that you need to do everything that God's called you to do. And you yeah. all, you always will, you know? And I think that, you know, I look back, on um I look back on like a lot of you know the years of of kind of being able having the privilege of being a part of this kind of worship space and um you know I think one of the main things that I've learned is is that God is far less interested in what I'm doing and where I'm going than he is interested in who I'm becoming you know, mm -hmm. and, and I think that, you know, my job first and foremost as a follower of Jesus isn't to be a great songwriter. It's to become more like him. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, that is the whole ball game. 
and all of these things will be added unto me, you know, if I, if I seek his, if I seek him first. And so I think, you know, um, going after opportunity, going after influence, going after, you know, numbers and metrics and charts, you know, like, um, I'm, you know, I hope, I hope that, you know, this doesn't sound arrogant, but it's like, I've kind of tasted of that world. I've kind of tasted of that a little bit and it's not as satisfying as people think it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that the one well that has never run dry is, is the Holy spirit. And so I just, I think, the older that I get, the more and more I just go, man, I just want to be a good follower of Jesus. Like I just, I want to kind of be a boring, unimpressive follower of Jesus. I want to go to church and tithe and be in a small group, be a good husband to my wife, be a good dad to my kids and just be, just be faithful Mm -hmm. and let God do what, like I'll do what I can and let God do what I can't, which is take songs places I could never imagine, you know? And so I think, um, I'm really, I'm really, you know, um, and I'm just, I'm I'm really drawn to like a, a simple kind of life, you know, as in a simple faith and, a you know, uh, not a hype driven, um, you know, fleeting, frenetic kind of, uh, like faith. And, and so, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question at all, but yeah, no, that's awesome. I promise I'm not having like an existential crisis or anything like that. Yeah, I know. know. That's awesome. That's helpful. All right. I've got two more questions for you. I'm gonna let you go, but, um, yeah, we we need to talk about your solo album. You just released a solo (laughs) album called time that features a lot of the songs we just mentioned, but a bunch of new ones. Uh, tell us about the album. Tell us if there's like a favorite song on there, if you can actually pick one or one that you would encourage a worship leader to check out. Give us an yeah. overview of what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, I have been involved in the the writing and the production world for, for a while and, and I never really wanted to do my own project. Um, just wasn't an, an interest or a kind of a desire that I had. And, yeah. Um, you know, I kind of felt, um, I kind of started feeling that leading from, from the Holy spirit. And I, and I, you know, essentially was like, well, God, like I'm, I'm really dumb. So if you want me to do this, I need you to give me some like clear direction and some, you know, and I promise you that if you do that, I, if you give me some direction, I'll do it. You know, like, yeah. and, yeah. and, you know, of course, over the, you know, next several weeks, I had, you know, five, 10 people reach out to me and be like, Hey, have you ever thought about doing the solo project? You know? <laughs> and, um, and so just kind of had a, um, a collection of songs that I really was passionate about that, um, for one reason or another hadn't, were yet to find a place, you know, and, um, and so just kind of got some friends of mine together who I've, I really um, trust and believe in and feel really connected to like just people who are just, I feel like are like-hearted worshipers, 
yeah. and got them in a room and just kind of hit record and just to see what happened and and um and came out with something that I think is really genuine and authentic and hopefully is more inclusive than it is impressive you know and I think um yeah I mean I I would say for me um one of the songs that's on further I guess further back on the record that I I really enjoy singing is there's a song called God Problems um and you know it just was written in a and with Naomi Rain and um, a guy named Daniel Bashta and another guy named Ryan Ellis. And um, we were just having this conversation about there, there are just like some God sized problems, you know, like facing that we are facing that the church is facing that the country's facing that the world is facing. There are some, there are some problems that they are like, we can try to strategize our way out of this as the church, Mm -hmm. or we can be humble enough to be like, that's a God sized problem. Like, and that, that is, and we need to just give that, give those things back to God and, and let him, let him be who he is and do what he does. And, you know, and so that kind of was written and threaded through the lyrics of the song, you know, that there's, there's just some problems that only God can fix. And I just kind of, there's something about that resolve to me, um, that doesn't feel like I'm abdicating responsibility as much as I'm going, I'm, I'm humbly going, God, like you're in, you're the boss and you do what you want, when you want, how you want with who you want you know, like, and, yeah. and I think that the song reflects that. And for me personally, I think that that is, a, it's a faith building declaration, you know? And, yeah. um, so yeah, so I love that song. Um, I think that's a, would be a fun song to sing in church. And, um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's been, it's been a great experience and having so many people feeling like there's just so many people in our corner through the whole process has been yeah. pretty incredible. That's awesome. All right. Well, if you're listening to this, make sure you go listen to Time, wherever you listen to music, and um, give us. So, my last question for you is just kind of give us a a personal look, if you can, into like what is a what is a normal week look like for you there in Tennessee? Like, are you songwriting every day? Are you traveling like a bunch of times during a week? Are you doing school drop off? You know, are you yeah? Are you the breakfast yeah, guy? I mean, like, are you making all the breakfast at the house? Like, what does a normal week look like for you? Um, I mean, we're, we're definitely a little up, upended right now as a family. Cause we kind of like moved here and, you know, the getting into our house was delayed. And then by the time we got into our house, everyone was out of all of our kids, both of our kids were out of school. So yeah. we're definitely craving, um, a little bit of rhythm and structure, you know, so, yeah. um, we're holding on for school to start again. Um, yeah. but I mean, I'm a, I am not a, um, like a, a butterfly chasing creative, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like a structure and routine. And, yeah. um, that's just kind of how I roll. Like I said before, like, I don't know if there's a right way or a wrong way to do it. I just know what has worked for me in, in the past. Yeah. And so I think for me, like I would say a, like a standard week would be, um, would be I'm I try to be up early 
you know, at um, normally around like five or so and try to get in a quick little morning routine before my kids are awake. That's not, that doesn't happen that often, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I try to go, you know, like, how can I um, quickly open my Bible, quickly do a, like a little meditation, get a little workout, you know, yeah. you know like, how can I get my head on straight? before before my day takes off and um and then you know i kind of do um you know we get kids to school and then um how old are your kids i would say seven and three okay so so you got like kindergarten and preschool or yes so we're um we're in the trenches you know but we're loving it um but yeah so i mean we uh get kids to school and and then i normally would head back to like the house and get into the studio around then and um yeah and i think normally have you know some writing scheduled or you know um working on a project like um i'm producing an album right now that i'm really excited about for for a new artist and um i kind of try to have like three two or three days of writing and a couple of days of production work, you know, like, um, yeah. And then, but I mean, like there's a huge ebb and flow for us. Our oldest son, um, is autistic. And, uh, so he is my best friend and, but it definitely, you know, introduces, we, we would always say our life isn't harder than anyone else's. It's just different you know yeah. and yeah. um and so you know i i do like a lot of work from like 10 to 2 or 10 to 3 you know yeah. and then and then i like jump into dad mode and yeah. um for a few hours and then i'll you know depending on where i'm at and what my workload is you know like i'll come and i don't know if this is the healthiest thing in the world like put in a couple more hours after everyone's in bed you know if that's what's needed and yeah but I also think like in the, in where I'm at now, you know, like, um, doing the writing thing full time, you know, it's like, there's a, there's a flexibility to, um, you know, just have a, have a day, you know, just to rest and be with your family. And, and I think that, you know, um, having like indicators in your life, you know, of where you're at and how much margin you have emotionally and spiritually and is really important so that you can know, you know, how hard to push on all those pedals. And, yeah. um, you know, like, uh, I, someone told me one time, like, um, if you don't, if you're not going to decide how to spend your time, life would be happy to decide for you, you know, like, and yeah. So I think I've just kind of tried to get really intentional about um, using my time wisely and showing up when I say I'm going to show up and being done when I say I'm going to be done, you know, and, um, and, you know, I think it's those little things, those uh, that add up to the big wins, you know? Right. So I think that that's, um, you know, a, a little peek into the, the, yeah. The chaos theory that is life sometimes. Yeah. That's an awesome, that's an awesome peak. What, what church do you guys go to down there? 
we're still kind of finding our way. Um, we, you know, we're just kind of getting, getting settled like, um, yeah. with, uh, with, you know, our son, like going to church is a little bit more of a, uh, it's, it just kind of has some, you know, yeah. some unique, there's some more steps to work through. Yeah. 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 And so I think we're just kind of like going slow and, and, um, yeah. you know, just kind of trying to find a place where we feel like we can just yeah. thrive as a family, you know, and, and everyone in Nashville is really generous. You know, like I think a lot of people were like, Hey, like you, if you want to come be a part of here, if you want to lead worship, yeah. like yeah. we'd love to have you, but there's also been like no pressure. You right. Know, people have just right. been really generous and kind and right. Um, right. It's just been, it's been awesome so far. It's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit about, you know, just what life looks like for you there and also songwriting yeah, and sharing about your new album. Hope everybody goes and listens to it. Time. Listen, find it, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. It's probably everywhere, right? Yes, sir. So, man, thanks so much for taking the time uh, to have this conversation. It was great meeting you yeah, as well. And thanks for what you're doing. Thanks for all the songs you're writing. You're helping so many worship leaders around the world. Uh, lead worship and so thank you for just like your faithfulness in that your consistency in that yeah i appreciate that thank you guys for having me all right we'll see you later all right such a great conversation with chris write down in the comments what's one thing you're walking away from this uh conversation carrying uh one thing that really stood out to you and make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay tuned for future loop live shows we'll see you around hey what's up guys thanks for listening to this week's podcast couldn't do what we do without you let us know in the comments what you thought also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. We got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya.